Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All I ever wanted was a little love. I want true romance. It's true. Hello and welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow. And this is Devin Leary. We first need to get some stuff off our chest, which is that we've been watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians Hulu version. That's Taylor's not, version. That's not what it's called, Carol. It's the Kardashians. <laughs> well, Lost Culture Races, they've been calling old Taylor music uh, Scooter's version. I know. I love that. <laughs> the Hulu Kardashians is beautiful. It's breaking the form, breaking the fourth wall constantly, record scratch, going to Courtney. That's not what I was thinking. Um, Kendall is very much embracing the, uh, masculine fashion style, which I love. She's always dressed like she's just going to go fix, um, a toilet. I I disagree any statement. I disagree with any statement that involves loving something about Kendall, but go on. Oh, okay. Um, I do like that Kendall dresses like she's just joined a boy just joined a bowling league for steel workers in Indiana. Courtney looks like she found Tumblr at the age of 41. She's finally found a style. She, she's the kind of girl in middle school who says, you know what? I'm going to paint my fingernails black because yeah. I am not like these other girls. I have seen the truth. Yeah. And Travis, um, I only have beautiful feelings for Nothing but good. Nothing but pure nothing good. Nothing but good. He's been through so much, is what my sister reminded us of last night. And <laughs> my my sister was like, my, guys, he's, my, he's been through so much. And I was like, you are absolutely right. He has been through it. I forgot how much he'd been through until Ellen was like, hey, I can't believe you're still not scared to fly planes. And I was like, oh, yeah, he almost died in a plane crash. Like, I totally forgot. Thanks, Ellen. Also, your hostage Porsche standing nearby. Um <laughs> No, so okay. <laughs> the fact that Ellen randomly showed up and that they were like, "Crit, we haven't told anyone um, that Travis is proposing to Courtney." Well, except Ellen. <laughs> I was well, like, she why also is Ellen at, involved? 
She was at Chris's housewarming parties. I think she's like their closest friend, which is a red flag. Because it's of like money. Yeah, no, it's, it's a red of flag. Um, their like closest friends are like Michelle Wolf and Ellen, and it's like dark. Here's what I'll say. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> By the way, Carolina for this week wrote an in-depth, like multiple page, well-researched doc for the episode. And my only notes in it were ha 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 Elizabethtown and Scott keeping up with the Kardashian Scott rant. Um, she literally wrote angry Scott rant in blue <laughs> as if like, here are my notes. Just so you know, this part's me, not you. Okay. Um, I will say I cannot fucking stand another second of this family trying to cater to Scott Disick. I find it disgusting. Courtney and Travis have one of the most beautiful love affairs that I've ever seen. I'm genuinely saying that. Like, I know it sounds stupid, but I'm being completely genuine. She seems more herself than ever. She's so happy with him. She doesn't wear makeup. She just like wears her pajamas and is like, looks more beautiful than I've ever seen a person look. She feels so herself with him. And they, there was like this scene where they go to the fertility doctor and she's really um, nervous about getting surgery. And she said like, oh, so tonight you have like your rehearsal, right? And Travis says, like, grabs her by the legs, which is so hot. Like, she's, like, sitting on the, like, medical chair, whatever that thing's called. And he, like, pulls himself closer to her and grabs her legs and is like, no, tonight I'm with you. Like, I'm going to take care of you tonight. And I was just like, I mean, I know it sounds like a small thing that, but to us, it's, like, amazing that a man would be like, no, 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 I'll (laughs) hang out with you the night you get surgery. (laughs) We're like, oh, he is God's gift to earth that he would do that. Um, I literally, like, have spent the night in, like, random college apartments i mean when i was in college to like be with a boyfriend i've like slept on couches before but i've never had someone stay over the night in a hospital with me and if i look to camera you know i've been in the hospital i know i was gonna say it's not like it's most of us who it's like there's one time it happens to her a lot actually um and meanwhile like the excuses that men give for like not being able to text back just makes me want to throw up over the side of a stone wall anyway um (laughs) over stonewall it makes me want to throw the first brick at stonewall (laughs) it makes me want to go back in time and engage in activism by the way like tune in for later for me to comment on the elizabeth town scene involving martin luther king jr which is just like did not did not have to be a part of that movie at all okay so um okay so what was i saying oh so they're so in love and then also like So it goes from that where it's like this sweet moment where he's like, I'm going to take care of you tonight. And then they come in and they're like, oh, it's time for Travis to give his sperm sample. And they basically start being like, okay, so what can we do? Like, can I go down on him? Can we have sex? And like, I was just like, this is maybe my hormones are crazy because I recently went off birth control. But I was like, is this porn? (laughs) Like, They're like, so how can we like have sex for this like sperm sample? Um, Anyway, loved it. And then basically like, the whole family is free. So, so Courtney has just gotten engaged to the love of her life. She's never, it's not like Kim. She's never been engaged before. She's never been married before. This is her moment. And she literally says she never even thought about getting married until she met Travis. Um, and the whole rest of the family is in a complete fucking tizzy, like freak out, mutual freak out about the fact of how Scott is going to feel about Courtney getting engaged. He's it's their so OJ. Insane. He's the new OJ. He's literally Courtney and, and Travis are so calm. Like that's another thing too, is like such a good sign. I feel like where it's not like she's like, oh my 
she's just like, yeah, like, oh, cool. Like, this is what we're doing now. I thought um, this too. She didn't break down during the proposal. Like, she didn't sob. She didn't, like, like, like fall apart. It just felt like she was extremely happy, but she's been extremely happy this whole time. And this is just a part of it. And like, it wasn't like, oh my God, after everything we've been through, now we're going to get married, which I feel like is a common thing that it's like, despite the odds and all the ups and downs, here we are getting, it's like, maybe it should just it's be very like, Amanda and what's her name, his name on uh, Summer House. Kyle and Amanda, like, yes. yeah. And it's very Jackson, Brittany from Vanderpump. And their first dance was that um, Shania Twain, or is it Faith Hill or Shania Twain? Um, Looks like we made it. We what song is that? You said, said, I said. Yeah. But just look at us holding. It's like, I don't want to be holding on for dear life when I get married. I want to just be like, everything's been pretty good and here we are. Um, so, yeah. So, Courtney and Travis are like serene, cool, whatever. But everyone else is like, so what about Scott? Like, why wasn't Scott invited? Like, Scott feels left out and whatever. And and Courtney literally says at one point in a confessional, she's like, I just don't think my engagement should be about Scott. Like my engagement to a completely different person that finally treats me the way I deserve to be treated. And fucking Chloe and Kendall. Chloe, I feel like is like a little more, she's just like deeply codependent and she's like trying yeah. to take care of and maybe Scott. maybe a little bit in love with Scott, but yeah, keep, let's keep going. Yeah, but let's keep going. I mean, seriously. <laughs> but, um, but Kendall at one point, first of all, all fucking Kendall has given us in five full episodes of the show. All she has given us is I'm sick with COVID. I can't come a weird scene with her being like, so me and Haley Bieber are really into health. All we care about is like being healthy. And like, for me, like health is my passion right now. And then her on a balcony at a hotel saying, I love going on little trips like this. Like, I'm just like, so you are saying the most meaningless, boring shit. I actually, I honestly actively truly believe that like this might be if I had a family member like Kendall and was that boring it might be the first time that I would be like I think I have to cut someone out of my life like some people are like okay I have to cut this family member out of my life because they're in QAnon or like they're really religious or like they don't accept me for me and to me I'm like if I had to talk to Kendall about how she really likes going on trips like this and she's passionate about health I would be like I'm sorry but I cannot have you in my life. I cannot have conversations like this. I cannot talk about nothing to you ever again anymore. But then it's like, not only is she nothing, but then when she does say anything interesting, it's just her being a complete and total bitch. When she does anything interesting, when Kendall does anything interesting, she's either being completely ignorant in front of the world, like the Pepsi commercial, or she's saying something <laughs> extremely bitchy. Like name one other thing she's done. She's like the Rinna. But she Rinna, knows. Sh- but Rinna is... <laughs> No, no, no. I like when Devin gets defensive. No, no, no. She's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. Rinna starts shit. Rinna can be funny sometimes. I mean, I know that's hard to hear, but it's like compared to Kendall, she can be funny sometimes. That's true. She creates drama. She exploits her children for drama. Like Kendall doesn't give us drama. (laughs) She gives us a bitchy comment every once in a while and then nothing. Absolute shit, nothing. It's like, get off the show. Don't be a part of this. She goes, I'm actually really passionate about um, interior design. That's a secret passion of mine. I was like, I, I mean, I'm like, so you're rich. This so is the thing like with Kendall. People, she's been people are this built. stupid. Wait, people are this boring and stupid. Like how? That's how I felt. I was like, I'm having trouble like keeping faith in the world or like the belief that there's like a God that someone is this boring. But she does <laughs> to bring it back to Scott. She does say to Courtney the night of yes. Courtney's engagement, like, do you care about how Scott feels? 
Yeah, she goes, do you even have compassion for him? Or no, do you even like, have sympathy yeah. for him? And she's like, like, yeah, yeah I, do. I do. And she's like, well, it doesn't seem like it. Because by the way, it doesn't seem like it. And it's like, it doesn't seem like it because she's happy and getting engaged as a full adult with children. Like, After someone what? who had like 10 years, which is, I like that the family's acknowledging that. They're like, he had his shot. Like, And he blew it over and over again. And he basically was abusive towards her. And like, we don't need that. But also the fact that they they all kept saying like, so when are you going to talk to Scott about this? And she's like, I don't think I need to. Like, I talked to him about co-parenting. I don't see why I would need to talk to him about anything else. And also Kim is the only one with voice of reason when Kendall's being like, I don't think you have compassion for him. And Chloe's like, well, how are you going to talk to him? Kim is like, can we just focus on letting them have like a night to celebrate their engagement actually? Like, by the way, as I've said, like the fact that she's dating Pete fully has made me like Kim again, even though I know that she's like a monster and all that stuff. Like right now, I just like watching her like text with Pete and smile and like be giddy. So I'm pro that, but I just fucking can't. So then Scott, who like all his spawn con that he gets for whatever the fuck, I don't even look at his Instagram, but I'm sure it's like the, you know, low tier spawn con deals. He is honestly a walking advertisement for not using cocaine past yeah, the age of 22. It's like, true. He looks like fucking shit. He looks terrible. He dresses terrible because he tries to dress like cool and I high know. fashion and it looks it's like so shit depressing. on him. And he is so disgusting. So basically, Chloe goes to his house to talk to him about the engagement. Why? Why? Can anyone say why? No. She brings him a care package. Ima- imagine your sister, your family member bringing your ex a care package after you get engaged to someone else. Like, just let that... I feel like we watch it and we're like, oh, this is normal family dynamic. It's like, step outside. We, we, can, no. we have to... We can't normalize that, yeah. And he's like, oh, care package? Like, I this, this incel behavior is so sickening to me. He's like, care package? Like, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. Like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And she's like, okay, I just want to check in, whatever. And he's like, Honestly, for me, it's a huge burden yes. lifted. Oh like, my God. This was Deep D and Shake from. Yes, totally. This is after Deep D dumped Shake, and he was like, honestly, I'm glad it didn't have to be me dumping her. We're going to yep. party. I have a Nobu reservation for next Monday night. Everything's okay. <laughs> when I you've been he said that. After you've been humiliated. I forgot he said I have a Nobu reservation. But that's what I thought of when Scott was like, I've been worried about Courtney, like, because I'm the one who fucked everything up. So now that she has someone taking care of her, it's like, you didn't think she was going to be okay? Yeah. No, he's like, I'm just glad that, like, she's going to be taken care of now, as if she wasn't fully a single mom of three children for an extremely long time doing it all by herself. Like While you're no, hooking up with, like, I mean, high school seniors. Doing it with, like, 17 nannies or whatever, yeah, but still. Yeah. But, like, that was so disgusting to me. And he and the fact that like Chloe sat there and just was like, yeah, okay. And then in her confessional, she's like, I just didn't want to engage with him. Like there was no point, which I guess I can see. But to me, I was like, really? You're just going to let him say that and not be like, no, she's actually completely fine. It just was like, what's going on here? And it was so toxic and disgusting to me. And then basically Chris goes... So basically the whole next episode becomes... Scott being upset that he's not invited to things with the family anymore and then being like, I mean, I guess Courtney doesn't actually seem to care about it at all. She's like, I guess invite him if you want him to. Like, I, I don't know if he wants to see me like having PDA with my like fiance. He can, but I don't care. And he's actively going around to every single person and being like, so wait, was that your birthday dinner? I'm like, 
are you 12 years old? He's going to Kendall's house, Chris's lunch, whatever, saying like, so what, what's your birthday dinner going to be? Oh, was that your birthday dinner? Oh, who was there? So it wasn't just a dinner. So it was a party. So why wasn't I? I was like, how old are you? Please, 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 Wikipedia, tell me how old this man is. Because am I watching an episode of my super sweet 16 or am I watching an adult <laughs> who co-parents with someone? Like, I am so... And then Chris, like, still feeds into it. She's like, well, okay. Like, and then she's like, Courtney, I hope it's okay that I invited Scott. And Courtney's like, do whatever... I, people, do whatever you want. I don't care. I'm happy. It has nothing to do. And she's like, but have you spoken to Scott? And Courtney's like, no, I don't need to. I don't... What's going on? I don't care. Like, the fact that people are behaving this way... Yeah. And again, it's like, also, he's just been broken up with by like three 16 year olds who all were like, you're not actually mature enough to date me. <laughs> you're not mature enough. Like I'm you... looking for something serious. You are just a pastime. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> why am I not invited to your birthday party? It's like, now I see what Sophia Richie was like, I think I'm done with here. It's so fascinating. That's another thing that I watch. He was always like, Sophia is threatened by how much I co-parent with Courtney. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure she was just like turning 21 being like, now that I can finally legally drink, I don't need someone buying me alcohol. <laughs> I know this goes back to like the age gap conversation where it's like the delusional element of men that think while dating a 20 year old that the person's going to stay with them and then having to create a narrative about why they didn't. It's like, what? And then the narrative becomes like women are always the ones who want to be in a relationship, but then men try to date someone who's in college. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Well, it's also just funny. The grossest part to me was when he's like, I guess I need to date someone my age, more in my age range. So 25. So maybe I'll even do 30. No, not 30, not over 30. And it's like, dude, you're disgusting. You're disgusting. No one even wants to date you. You're disgusting. Bradley Cooper saying this like that makes me like disappointed because I want to like him. No one wants to like you. No, no one, one wants like, to like you. Everyone is just using you for Instagram clout. Like anyone who's hooked up with you is just like one of the Hamlins trying to get like a reality TV show for themselves. No Basically. one is interested in what you have to say. No one gives a flying fuck. You've you tried piece to of commodify shit. being quote unquote talentless. We're not interested. We're not interested, but yet I watched five episodes about it, but I'm not well, interested. Well, I did watch five episodes about it, and I actually am excited uh, to watch more today. I loved the Kim SNL moments. I love, love. when she asked Bo and Yang for a picture. Uh, I loved when my friend Grace Shaker, um, friend of the pod Grace Shaker, knocked on the door and said, Lauren Michaels is ready to see you to Kim. It was. I was wondering, because I was like, I wonder if Carolina knows a bunch of these people. I was like, oh, my God, I love when friend of the pod and Lauren Michaels decides to come see him. It was exhilarating. Honestly, like I've been to SNL twice, Bragg. I was exhilarated Break. watching Kim talk about it, like breaking down. Like, OK, so Monday you hear ideas. Tuesday is the table read Wednesday. And I have to shoot all night for these pre-tapes. I was thrilled, thrilled. I, I tell it honestly you. just made me think like I was like, I just wish there was a reality show about what happens at SNL. Like, then we get to see Selena. When Selena Gomez is there, what happened? Oh. When, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure not much happened because I think, well, I don't need to say, I don't need to talk shit about Selena. I'm here to talk shit about Scott and Kendall. Now I'm going into Selena Gomez and I don't need to do that. One of my favorite moments is, of course, Kanye bringing Kim her sex tape. Didn't need the monitor. Can we just say that? Wasted charge for overly heavy bag on the airplane. You did not need the monitor of the computer. It, it literally is 
The monitor is lifeless when disconnected. It has nothing. I just love that they're like Kanye flew economy. Kanye flew economy next to the bathroom. I was like, babe, I flew spirit to get to a wedding once. I threw a middle seat in spirit to go to a wedding of people I didn't even like that much. I too have suffered. Okay, so this is my favorite part though, is she's talking to Chloe about her monologue where she says, I was married to the best rapper of all time, uh, the richest black man in America, all this stuff. The only thing, the you know, the reason why it didn't work out is his personality, et cetera. He is upset because she said the best rapper of all time. And he said, I'm so much more than that. I'm a designer. I can't. <laughs> I was like, oh, I love that he didn't care about her saying that you have a terrible personality. Also, please, 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 world, world, whoever in the universe manages the Rolodexes and the file cabinets of the world, file this under why are women the ones who get made out to be dramatic and crazy when this is a man's response to his ex-wife saying, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, no, no, I'm actually so much more than that. Like, men are so immature and insecure and and it's like i just can't understand that we grew up with like an opposite narrative he also said that he's upset that she said they were divorced she said he wanted me to say i filed for divorce like he didn't want me no. to say that we were divorced I was no like, it's exhausting meanwhile people are like sending around videos of her completely naked having sex with someone and she's like okay i'm gonna try to go through like the right legal things and he's like she said i was a rapper and that's it <laughs> That's so true. I also loved what she said. I don't know if you got to this part, but when she was talking about how like if he talks about their relationship in like a rap, it's like that's so art. Like that's art. That's amazing. Right. And then if right. she says anything on a reality show, it's like that's slander. Like, ew, she's so low for doing that. And she's like, these are just two different so forms true. of expressing yourself. Like, listen, Kim, I hate what you do for capitalism, but I'm here for you right now. And if you or Courtney ever want to call up and talk, let me know. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break and we are going to be back to talk about Manic Pixie Drunk Girls. Please stay tuned. Dream Girls. I know, it was my joke. Oh, that's funny. I want true romance. Hacks is back for season three and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. And we're back with True Romance. This week, we wanted to talk about the manic pixie dream girl, a stock character in films, mainly because for most of my teen years and my early 20s, actually, I was mimicking one whenever I was in a romantic or sexual situation. So a little background, film critic Nathan Rabin actually coined the term after observing Kirsten Dunst's character in Elizabethtown. One might remember the Cameron Crowe movie with Orlando Bloom and Kirsten Dunst. And he said that the manic pixie dream girl quote, exists solely in the fevered imaginations of sensitive writer-directors to teach broodingly soulful young men to embrace life and its infinite mysteries and adventures. And more recently, Nathan has walked back on the diagnosis of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, saying that the term has been deployed now in ways that are sexist, and it's become as much of a cliche as the manic pixie dream girl trope itself. So yes, I agree it's overused, but I really want to talk about it because I've had some revelations recently. And the first of which is that I love the manic pixie dream girl. Like I, I get excited when I see a character like this in film or TV because like she's frothy, she's enjoyable, she's fucked up, she's great fashion style, and she has a screw loose. And from someone who has had a myriad of disorders, I love seeing like a weird, sick woman once in a while. And so I wanted to go through a few of these characters and and get your thoughts, Devin. Okay, I do have one overarching statement to make. I want to just point out and throw it out into the universe just like so it can be out there. I'm not necessarily commenting on it, but I'm putting it out there. I think it's interesting that women's wingspan and like full selves are commonly shown in movies as like being brought down by a man who they then step away from and step into their full self. And then these movies with the manic pixie dream girl, it's like a man finds himself through the lens of like trying to understand a cool girl. (laughs) Yeah. And I just think that's interesting. That is really interesting. What I appreciated reading more about this character was how all of these girls have no backstory. Like, yep. we're watching all these stories about guys going home again. I mean, that's Elizabeth <laughs> Town Garden going home again. Like, yeah. ha- can you really ever go home? <laughs> it's so boring. I'm like, why is this so complicated for them? Like, I just get on Metro North. Like, <laughs> <I> <laughs> yeah, you know. can't go home again. You just need 
$2. I know. It's like, I guess I've been missing out because I always have my headphones, like noise canceling headphones on and like I'm like reading something. I guess if, if I were to take those off, I could be just approached by a manic pixie dream girl who's like, where are you going? Oh, yeah. you're going there? Like, let me tell you a little story and then my whole life would be different. <laughs> well, what's interesting to me is that they all are shrouded in mystery, right? Like that's yeah. a part of the manic pixie dream girl. Mystery is another way of saying you don't know anything about her because it doesn't matter. Yes. Like her backstory doesn't matter. What she's into doesn't matter. All that matters is the guy's story and how mysterious and wondrous she is that she wakes him up to it. So I'm going to first bring out the iconic Man of Pixie Dream Girl, which is Natalie Portman in Garden State, the girl who says the band called The Shins are going to change your life. And um, she has seizures. And that's pretty much her story. <laughs> that's And she had like pet hamsters that died and she buried them in the backyard. Yeah. And that she at one point goes, do you ever feel unoriginal? So you want to do something weird that no one's ever done before like this. <laughs> it's so and hell. It's so hell. It's so crazy. What I thought was interesting, which I thought was so well put, is Roger Ebert in oh, his review of Garden Wait. State. Well put with Roger Ebert. Okay, good luck. Okay, wait for it. Good luck. I agreed. I I agree. I was like, wait, why am I reading this quote? He <laughs> says, he does, he describes Natalie Portman in this movie as an unbelievable, quote, movie creature. He says she is a girl who is completely available, absolutely desirable, and really likes you. He notes, we learn almost nothing about her except that she's great to look at and has those positive attributes. Yep. So what these Manic Pixie Dream Girls bring is like this, like, they saw me. They like me. They, like, are focusing on me. And they really want to be with me. And that's magical. It or, like, of, they don't want to be with me because they're like, oh, I'm not like the other girls. I don't really care about being in a relationship. Oh, my God. She's so mysterious. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She doesn't want to get married. Okay, what's going on with her? She needs to trust me. <laughs> and we need to be together. And she needs to bring those walls down. It reminds me of um, Franklin Leonard, the creator of The Blacklist here in Los Angeles, which is, if you don't know The Blacklist, The Blacklist is a list of like the like 100 best screenplays that haven't been made yet. Anyway, <laughs> I asked him, like, what story are you sick of reading? And he was like, the older white male writer who's confused and lost until he meets a young girl. Yep. And I was like, God, there's so many lame screenwriters out there like writing like porn for themselves, basically. Right. And they're like, when am I going to meet the girl that changed my life? Exactly. And she, they're like, she's 16 years old. Woody Allen being like, um, and she's 17. She's actually my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> she's actually my daughter's best friend. So I watched Garden State when I was 13. And it was the first of what was to be 100 of confused boys going home stories. And I realized a few things. I had to like the shins and I had to have a seizure, meaning I had to have something fucked up with me, like right. dark and weird and secret. What did so, you choose? What did you choose as your dark, weird secret? I mean, listen, I was probably always going to have an eating disorder and right. problems with alcohol. But there was a part of me that thought that love or a boyfriend would love me out of those problems. And I had to present them to be loved. That you'd be like, so I'm sick. Can't you see? Exactly. I'm sick. And then in reality, we're like pissing the bed and like. Exactly. 
seven. Exactly. In reality, I, I know. Was my problems were unappealing. I was like throwing, I mean, trigger warning to anyone who has eating disorder. I was like throwing up after every single meal. It was disgusting. Right. My eyes were like bloodshot and I was like bloated all the time. It was I like, know. God, I wish that like I would look more glamorous. I mean, and I was like drinking so much that I had like a beer belly and yep. like, yeah, as, as we, as my uncle Roger loves when I talk about on this podcast, I was pissing myself and like yelling at people when I was drunk. I was not like this romantic drunk. No. And instead of a guy saving me from these problems, it was like 60 milligrams of Prozac and weekly therapy. So that is one of the things I'm obsessed with for the Manic Pixie Dream Girl is that it teaches girls like you have to be a little bit broken for guys to find you interesting. You have to be fixable. Yes. And like guys don't like girls who have it all together. Like there's no mystery there. There's no mystery to a girl who knows exactly what she wants. Yeah. Lost, bohemian, confused. Yep. But you know who doesn't feel that way? What? Travis Barker. Oh. Finding a fully realized woman in her best era of her life. Travis we Parker. Love, we love to see it. I want to talk about this movie, Elizabeth Town, with Kirsten Dunst as a flight attendant who loves her job. That's one thing I remember from this movie. She's so cheery. Orlando Bloom is going home again, folks, because his dad has died and he has a bunch of feelings about it. He's flying on a late night flight and Kirsten Dunst is like, hi there. And oh, she's God. so super cheery. Can I say one thing? No. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> No, what is your one thing? All right. So my journey with Garden State was that like when I watched it in high school, I was like, oh my God, this is so romantic. Like I want to be like Natalie Portman. I want something like this. I loved it. And then rewatching it as an adult, I was like, is this a movie about a kindergartner who gets lost? Like I was like, this woman is written as a child. Like she's fully written as a kindergarten child. And he is written as like, whatever, like just a fucking self-serving narcissist. Who cares? But my experience with Elizabeth Town is like, I don't even remember seeing it. I just remember when it came out, I was like, oh, that was a bad movie. So I decided to rent it on Google Play and SD for only $2.99 so I could like figure out what it was. Because it right. said in the research, Caroline, it did. It was like, oh, this is movie like coined the term. So it's like, I have to see it. So what I did was that I just kept like clicking fast forward and seeing where I ended up. And it was really a whirlwind because it was like, first it was like Alec Baldwin being like, we have lost 65 million dollars and i was like wait what happened and then orlando bloom is like he created a shoe and he's really upset about it also i was like oh where has orlando bloom been like he was like a hot guy of the minute and then i realized he's actually one of the worst actors of our time and it's really i'm happy that he learned that and just like became a trophy husband to katie perry um but then he like gets on the plane and meets this girl and she's like where are you going oh let me draw you a map and it's interesting because she doesn't have the brooding like like I'm mentally ill quality of other manic pixie dream girls. She's more like you said, like cheery and whatever, but it's just the same thing as with Natalie Portman's character where it's like, she never speaks an actual human sentence. Everything is like Ben's don't trust Ben's. Like, it's like when you're fast forwarding through the movie, you're like, what's going on? What is anyone talking about here? What is anyone talking about here? And then I get to the end of the movie and it's like him listening to a playlist she made and it tells him to go to the site where Martin Luther King Jr. took his last breath. And he's like, this is a great place to throw my white father's ashes. And I was like, what the fuck? And then it's scenes of him looking at like footage of Martin Luther King Jr. And I'm like, what is this movie about? The last scene was him being like, you deserve a man that wants to build a vineyard with you. And the next scene is, this is where Martin Luther King Jr. was shot. And like, and I was just like, 
I'm not sure what happened. Then they go to a fair. Yeah. A carnival. And it's like, can people just be normal and tell people where they're going to be? Like, I'm sick of the movie thing where it's like, they're like, is she going to show up or not? Like, just be normal and text each other what you're doing. Like, I don't understand that. But anyway, that's what I have to say. She gives him a scavenger hunt. One of the stops is uh, where Martin Luther King Jr. was shot. And then eventually (laughs) the scavenger hunt leads him to her and it does go along with the playlist while remembering this i was like i can't think of a more unhinged thing to do to someone you have met once or twice yeah except which is the other thing she did stand up at a podium in an empty room and go i like you yeah which i was like this is so humiliating not for this character but for honestly for kirsten dunn's like i felt bad for her in that moment I know it was like her whole thing too was the same thing we've seen with other manic pixie dream girls where she's like, I like you, but I'm afraid of commit. Like, but I don't want to be tied down. But, but Ben's really like me, but Clark's don't. And, but Claire's do this. And what, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Okay. This is what also drives me crazy about this movie is that I cried at one point. And that's to remind you. Carol, what point even was it at? He's remembering his dad. Oh yeah. That was yeah, that was kind of sad. That was kind of cute. But this is the thing. Bad movies can make you cry. It's what I was watching the Dave Chappelle special that was um, transphobic and awful like a couple of years ago. And I remember the person I was watching it with was like, see, you like it. You laughed. I did not laugh at a transphobic joke. And I said, no, I didn't like it. And people can make me laugh. And it doesn't it doesn't mean it's good. Right. That's what I thing. always say about Hitler, too. And I'm like, why aren't people getting like, this? Listen, his <laughs> stuff is funny. I don't like him still. (laughs) Is that okay with you? Okay. His art is funny and it makes me laugh. So people are complicated. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this movie taught me that I have to cheer a man up and I can solve his depression if I'm happy enough, even if his dad just died. Louisville. Um, No, it's Louisville. Is that what she says? Yeah. He like mispronounces the town where he's from, which makes no sense. And she's like, no, it's Louisville. Let me draw it's like, you he's man. Australian, as you can hear, and his terrible American accent. I know his his accent is kind of like he's doing like a Batman thing where he's like, listen, I just want to say. But also, one of the things I was reading about Manic Pixie Dream Girl tropes is that like it's always like the guy kind of pushes the woman away and is like, OK, I don't really want to talk to you. Like I'm on a because as you said, they're always going somewhere. And it's like Jim Carrey and Eternal Sunshine. He's like on a train and he's like, okay, leave me alone now. And same with Zach Braff is in the doctor's office. He's like, can you please leave me alone? Like I'm doing paperwork. That was in Elizabethtown too. He's like, um, I don't really want to talk to you. Like I'm just on a flight. And she's like, okay, let me just sit down and like draw you a map. And it's like, okay, so she's giving red flag behavior from the start. But also like, is that what we all should be doing? Is that like the note to single women is like, just violate his boundaries right off the top and just like give him a song to listen to, give him a map to use, give him whatever boundaries off the whatever you can do. Um, I guess that's the message. And I took it. I didn't. <laughs> no, maybe I did. I don't know. <laughs> I want true romance. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant... Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. I want to talk about one that was most influential on me probably, which is Almost Famous, um, a movie that I truly watched so many times since I was 13. Um, Kate Hudson, Penny Lane in this movie has sex with guys and it inspires their music. And I think I fully believed this was a thing for like 10 years. So this is what I'm interested in. Penny Lane is so fucked up. She tries to kill herself because her rock star boyfriend ends up with his wife. So when she's about to die, she's rescued by the shy main character. And this was like my hero. I mean, mm-hmm. Devin can confirm, like, I still dress like her. It influenced me to this day. I dressed up as a groupie for Halloween when I was 15 years old. I only wear floral dresses. I still really want to hook up with musicians. I don't understand what's like why this had such a lasting influence. Why a group of people singing Tiny Dancer on a bus uh. inspired me to my core. Yeah, this is the thing. I think it also really messed up my brain because it's also the movie that taught me you have to put yourself in a situation to show men how they can save you. I always wanted to seem fucked up and like sad and dark for guys to eventually want to help me. And there's this Kurt Vonnegut quote that says, be careful who you pretend to be because you will become who you pretend to be. Mm -hmm. I did become really depressed and fucked up. And again, like I think that I always would have alcohol allergy. I think I always... You know, I had eating stuff since I was seven years old, but I think it took me a while to understand that we are our only saviors, that 
people cannot take you from the brink and that that's actually not what relationships are for. Yeah, I I remember seeing this in high school and like it was pre nose job. I had I was just kind of like a pointy faced like girl with braces in Connecticut, like spending my time at a local Starbucks. And I just saw this movie and I just was like, it just was this feeling of rage where I was like, I just know that's never going to be me. Like, I know I'm never going to be a groupie. I know like I can't even get someone to like look at me for more than 10 seconds at school. Like it just isn't going to be me. And I felt this burning rage of like, that's so fucking unfair that Kate Hudson can just be like hot like that. And I'm not, um, I don't think she ever got over the part. She's only been with musicians since. And she always tries to do like this, like peace fairy girl attitude, even though she's also a capitalist has a company called Fabletics that's been accused of having a terrible environment of sexual harassment. Yeah. Where's the LuLaRoe about Fabletics? I cannot wait. If you look at Kate Hudson's Instagram comments, so many of them are like, I can't get out of the subscription. Please let me stop paying for this. We need the doc about the consequences of Kate Hudson playing Penny Lane in Almost Famous. And I think the consequences could even be drawn back to why Trump got elected if we really thought about it. (laughs) I looked up on, there's a Reddit thread that was what happened to the manic pixie dream girl you knew in real life. And I'm going to say 90% of them were drug addicts. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that's like you didn't know them because all you cared about was how they made you feel about yourself. So, yeah, you could have, you know, maybe there was shit going on at home. Like they probably just had a drug problem. Yeah. Like, can we find a scene ever, as Carolina pointed out, can we find a scene ever where any of these men asks the manic pixie dream girl, like, what's going on at home or how many siblings do you have? How many siblings do you have? Like, what's what is your core trauma? What is the reason you dye your hair a different color every time I see you? Like, why don't you want to have lasting connections with other human beings, which is a pretty primal survival instinct is to bond with other people. And you don't seem to want to do that. Like, is everything okay? Have you seen a therapist? Have you seen a psychiatrist? Like, instead of like, are you going to love me and run away with me or not? And they're like, not really. And then they're like, she ruined me. She ruined me. We have a classic here, which is Breakfast at Tiffany's, which I have nothing to say. I don't watch movies like that. Yeah. All I'll say (laughs) is college girls hang the picture of her in their dorms of her smoking and looking at jewelry. It means nothing. This movie means nothing to me. I found out when I was 24 that she was actually a prostitute and I hadn't read between the lines. And hey, this makes it a lot more interesting. But I don't know that there's also a lot of racism in this movie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She has a cat. Oh, yeah. So basically, my fascination with that is only the fashion sense of it. Like Blair Waldorf and Gossip Girls obsessed with Breakfast at Tiffany's. It's like, who? This is the most uninteresting thing ever. But because this girl is supposed to be interesting to a man, we find it interesting. I know. Because she's rich, because she has some sense of money around her. It's so dumb. I have to say, (sighs) like, I really hope that the stereotypical dorm room posters for this generation are better than ours because it was like, (laughs) For us, it was like Breakfast at Tiffany's, whatever that movie is where Marilyn Monroe's like dress flies up and then Endless Summer, the surfer movie. Like, I feel like that was oh, what God, everyone had. Yeah. And it's like Endless Summer. I don't know what that is, but it seems like trash. And like, what <laughs> is it even? Like, if anyone has intel, let me know. And then I didn't see that the movies, but I'm just saying they all seem bad and lame. So can hopefully the new generation has, well, they probably all just have like euphoria shit. So that sucks. Yeah. There's no hope. I mean, Euphoria, I guess. Um, 
there's many, many manic pixie dream girls in euphoria because it's written by like a middle-aged white man. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all just like women who need to be saved by someone. Yeah. I've been put in situations where I should have been saved and absolutely was not. So yeah. Where is the people when we need them to save us? (laughs) I have no idea. Truly do not. I'm like looking for daddy Warbucks. Annie is the original manic pixie dream girl. Annie is (laughs) the orphan. Wait, trademark it now. Trademark it now. Annie is the original manic pixie dream trademark it now we also have Cara Delevingne from that John Green movie which I like only because he's like this mysterious girl in my town I think that it's called Paper Towns and you're like that's a supermodel she's not yeah. mysterious she's a supermodel and she like sticks up for him or she's like the most popular girl in school but she's obviously like a 26 year old supermodel but John Green has made a killing a fortune this middle-aged white guy with glasses out of writing girls change boys minds by being hot and mysterious and like one girl in this book looking for alaska that became a hulu series like reads a lot like that's that's her thing is that she's hot and she reads a lot and then ansel elgort um famed asshole in the fault in our stars is like the manic pixie dream guide to shailene woodley like full of quotes and just exuding love all this time it's just like a certain point really gross these manic pixie people are just exhausting at a certain They're exhausting. point exhausting <laughs> it's like i just want someone to watch the staircase with me and then rewatch oh it oh my god i can't wait <laughs> i don't want to hear four. about like your weird how you feel on original and you have to do a dance about it like i can't imagine trying to keep a straight face through that i can't imagine i would be like i have to go <laughs> i'd be like oh my god my mom just called and oh, she said fuck. i have a stomach ache my so mom. she said she has to pick me up and i have to go okay, i hate this but i have to go I love that little dance you did. It's so funny. Oh, um, oh my God, that dance. <laughs> I wanted to do some deconstructed Manic Pixie Dream Girls, which I think are really interesting. I think they're more complex and um, and they still comment on it. First of all, Clementine from Eternal Sunshine. Simply, you can't make me dislike this movie. A girl recently at a dinner I was at said that this movie didn't hold up. And I had to, I had to. Yeah really work on not raising my voice to disagree. I was like, oh, that's so funny. That movie means a lot to me. I know I do love this movie too, but it is interesting that Kirsten Dunst still plays a manic pixie dream girl in this movie without even being the main character. She's always crazy, beautiful, like that movie too. She's always the manic pixie. She's so good in that movie. Crazy beautiful is porn. Um, Clementine says this in Eternal Sunshine. Too many guys think I'm a concept or I complete them or I'm going to make them alive, but I'm just a fucked up girl who's looking for my own peace of mind. Don't assign me yours. In his memory, when uh, Jim Carrey is remembering this, he looks at her and he's like, I remember that line. And he's like, I still thought you were going to save my life. And that was one of the things that was like the downfall of their relationship. Yeah. Anyway, he also says the line that was really important in regards to what we're talking about with not knowing the background to a manic pixie dream girl where he says, I thought I knew her so well, but I don't know her at all. What a loss to spend that much time with someone only to find out that she's a stranger. Yep. I know. Well, it's like, it, it's really just a movie about two people who met at a time in their lives where they both needed too much to have another person like, well, be their partner. Like they just both had a void that they needed to fill and they were trying to fill it with each other. But I will say, and again, going off birth control, the the effect being hormonal, intense sex drive, 
Jim Carrey is never hotter than he is in this movie. I thought the same thing when I was pulling up pictures from this movie. I thought, oh, I forgot this was the movie there. I would have had sex with Jim Carrey. Yep. Um, because I can't think of another one. Remember when there was like that rumor that Ariana Grande had made out with Jim Carrey, like on the set of Kidding? And it's like all the promotional photos of Kidding. It's like, ooh, really? She did that? But the first thing I thought was like, she's probably seen Eternal Sunshine. <laughs> spotless mind and she's probably like that's who you are to me and that's who you will remain to me it is definitely he is like a manic pixie dream guy in real life but um too manic for my taste but it's too I, much. Too way much. way too much like i don't know i don't but know clementine does say something interesting to him in the movie where she's like you don't talk like why don't you talk to me and he's like well talking all the time doesn't necessarily mean communicating yeah it's like i don't talk all the time but it's that thing of like Right? Like, you're just attracted to how alive she makes you feel, but you're not doing any effort to actually get to know her. Right. I also want to talk about one of my favorite movies. Okay. Which is Silver Linings Playbook. Ah, oh, thought she was going to say Frozen 2. Okay, go ahead. Frozen 2, Man of Dream Girls. Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. Actually, every kid's movie. Lilo? Oh, or yeah. Lilo from Lilo and Stitch? Okay. Finding Nemo? Dora? Dora is Manic Pixie. Shit. In Silver Linings Playbook, we have this guy who hates himself for his mental illness. And he mm -hmm. meets someone who is okay with who she is. Mm -hmm. And we get her whole story. And what I liked about her was I was expecting her to be pretty when she was crazy. And she's not. Like, she's way too intense. Yeah. And she's like, you are afraid to be alive. You're afraid to live. You're a hypocrite. You're a conformist. You're a liar. I opened up to you when you judged me. You're an asshole, which is like all things that are true. But she's so intense. It's scary. And there's not something hot about it. Yeah. And it reminded me a lot of actually me with an eating disorder when she's talking to her sister. Because when she's mad in this movie, she distorts her face to be so full of rage. It's, yeah. It was like a sense memory. Like Julia Stiles sees her and is like, no, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. And that's literally what my sister would say when I looked like I was about to like, you know, uh, really lose it. Yeah. But I like this movie because it talks about the stigma around mental illness in a way that we almost never see. Like he calls her a slut and she's like, yeah, I was a slut. And there's always a part of me that's sloppy and dirty. But I like that with all the other parts of myself. Like, can you say the same? And it's like another thing where it's like, yeah, this isn't about fixing anyone. Yeah. This is actually like a girl who doesn't need to be fixed. And she's not here to fix you either. Like she's really fucked up. But another thing I really like that she says when she's asking him to do the dance contest is she says, I do this time after time after time. I do all this shit for other people. And then I wake up and I'm empty. I have nothing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, so that's actually um what it's like to be a woman where it's like she is showing up to just be his like characters like inflection point for his arc but really she's a real person she needs yeah. her story too just my favorite like i'm like ugh, so many manic pixie dream girls are portrayed again as like this cute version but she's literally like yeah i just got fired actually um by having sex with everyone in my office like, yeah she's so obscene it makes me so happy i wish the real jennifer lawrence was as cool as her we all do this was quite a journey thank you for going on this ride with me some of you might be concerned about the amount of anger i displayed in this episode and I'm not. what i have to say is find me a girl who can fix me then <laughs> i'm gonna put a scavenger hunt together for you 
Listen, if it's about me, if it's a scavenger hunt about me, Devin Leary from Connecticut, USA, please include a civil rights monument in the scavenger hunt, please. And also, please remember always, all listeners, please listen in and remember this. Annie is the original manic pixie dream girl. Okay? Yeah, but also maybe Mrs. Hannigan. <laughs> Mrs. Hannigan is what happens when a manic they get pixie, older. When a manic pixie dream girl hits menopause. <laughs> Basically. You guys, please rate, review, subscribe. We love you so much. Love you, Carol. Love you, everyone. Love you, Devin. Love you, everyone. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.